Welcome to October, Retro Movie Lovers. The 1980s Movie Graveyard is back with a special lineup of horror-themed shows to round up the spookiest month of the year. And uh, before we get knee-deep into the horror, to the blood and the guts and the eyeballs popping out, we got to welcome back an old friend. Old friend, welcome back to the show. Oh, I was never technically gone. I just happened to miss a handful of episodes in succession. Mm-hmm. The one I felt really bad about because I lined it up. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> which one you that was the about? Commando episode. Yeah, that was your baby. You said, I want to do yeah. Commando. I want to get Heather and Liz to help us out with it. And then you couldn't. I know. It. I figured I'd be talking to a couple of hot bitches and mm-hmm. that went down the toilet. Nerdy I had dub- I had a double knee-, knee surgery fans. So when That's you're right. doped up on pain meds and you can't really sit you know that kind of put me out but you're going to hear a few horror themed episodes uh this this big marathon that i'm not in mm-hmm. it's just because they were recorded uh prior to pull back the right. curtain right and so, when you hear them that'll make you just appreciate me being back more than ever because to, to pull an all-month horrorthon you actually gotta start recording months early don't you <laughs> you really do yeah even and at- we're lucky we're lucky i'm even here fans because Last night, last week, I'm sorry, I went to NXT Live. Uh-oh. Holy shit, let's talk about this. That was the worst fucking show I've ever been to. And I had the A-list show. I had Shinsei Nakamura. My man, No Way Jose. I had all these people. Even my kid, seven-year-old kid, bored out of his fucking mind. We left during the main event to beat traffic. And that was easy because the building was half empty anyway. I showed up. I got pictures to prove it fans so what you're telling me is a big time wrestling show with international superstars like shinsuke nakamura was not only not better but it was actually way worse than your local independent wrestling we have independent we have two companies here well i think we have three we have now this is wrestling which i've never been to but looks pretty fucking stupid um when considering the talent that they bring in to pay is vince russo you know a guy that don't wrestle but then we have we have Magnum Pro who's bringing in Eugene. Okay. And then uh, this week I'm going to PWP Live. They're bringing in Al Snow. That's pretty good. The, these are three-hour shows. I want to say that. I get to sit in the front row at these shows for $10. Yeah. And they have business. And I don't mean this derogatory when I say they're better than they have any business being. But I'll tell you what, the last Magnum show I was at... It's ten times better than a fucking turd clash of the champions I watched last night. Yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting very nervous about the WWE output recently, considering I'm about to go to one of their pay-per-views exactly in a week. So. You're going to a SmackDown one. Yeah, I'm going to a SmackDown one. See, you, you've at least got AJ. I mean, no matter, no matter how bad it could be, there's no such thing as a bad AJ Styles fight. No. Especially with Dean Ambrose. Isn't it a, it's him, Dean, and Cena, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, Cena and Ambrose, uh, this is a spoiler, a wrestling spoiler, fans. Uh, even though I'm recording this a week before it's happened, Dean and Cena are about to go on a hiatus, so I'm pretty sure AJ's going to keep his belt. <laughs> well, I know Cena is to film his True Grit show. What's Dean going on a hiatus for? To film another movie for WWE. So, Is it going to be 12 rounds for? I don't know. I don't think it's going to be another 12 rounds, but it's going to be one of their shows. Marine 6? Uh, I don't think they're doing Marines anymore. I think it'll probably be like... No, they just filmed Marines 5. They're editing it now. 
Well, then they definitely won't be shooting Ring Six. I think I think it's going to be Vince McMahon's remake of Death Wish starring Dean Ambrose. That would be pretty good. A homeless fights <laughs> on the streets. You know they are remaking Death Wish with Bruce Willis. I do miss phoning in. Phoning in. <laughs> He's going to phone it in real good on Eli Roth's ass. I don't tell you that. But fans, enough. Eli Roth made one good movie. Which one would you say is his good one? The Green Inferno, and that's because he basically just ripped off a cannibal movie that I like. I'll agree, that's probably his best movie, but I like all his movies. Do you like uh, the one where the girls knock on Keanu Reeves' door? I watched that for the first time like a month ago with my wife. Mm-hmm. That was some awful ass shit. Knock, knock. <laughs> I like that movie. <laughs> Here, Keanu Reeves, he's such a fucking bitch. Getting smacked around by these broads. I guess it shows his acting range because I just punched him, killed the mob in John Wick. He uh, he got home invaded by some 15-year-old girls. <laughs> knock, knock. That movie's just awful. <laughs> All right, fans. We're not going to tease you any longer. We did this whole, what was it, 22-minute buildup for demons on the, uh, the uh, questions from Twitter show. And unfortunately, the questions from Twitter took so long, so not only did we not do it, but then we didn't even do it the next time or the next time after that. So here it is, a month and a half later, fans, we're giving you Hold the one and only Dario Argento produced Lamberto Bava Demons. Welcome to the 1980s movie Graveyard, the show that lets forgotten movies have one last chance to shine. Now sit back and relax. Enjoy the show. As as Buford T. Justice would say, hold up that car, wise gentlemen. We got to talk about Patreon. <laughs> yeah, we do. I was going to save it for a little bit later in the show. But we need to talk about Patreon and why Patreon exists. Patreon is a great website where you can support all your favorite uh, content creators, whether it be on YouTube, podcasts, people making art, people making books, whatever. We're making podcasts, so we're asking you to support our podcast. And the reason we're doing it is not only are there fees piling up that we have to pay to keep this show going, but we're actually getting muscled in from the big-time um you know, podcast sponsors out there, mainly, you know, the big shaving companies. Yo, what's up with Dollar Shave Club, bro? And we don't have to go and make half the show. And when I say we don't want to have make half the show be commercials, it's not that we're that greedy. It's actually, there's a new law that's mandated. Whenever somebody does a podcast that has a monthly uh, listenership of over 2,000 listeners, which we have now crossed in, thanks to all you lovely people, the shaving companies actually have first dibs on if they want to, uh, you know, advertise. And we're trying to get around that. We're trying to raise the uh, funds so we can not take part in the shaving industry. And we need your support. For only $2 a month, not only will you keep this uh, show shaving company advertisement free, but you'll actually get bonus content, won't you, Corey? You will, and you'll get old shows, exclusive shows. You'll get these shows early that's like seven cents a day, man. Actually, it's less than seven, seven cents a day. It's less than seven cents a day. Now, you see, you have to sit through these commercials with some doughy-eyed fucking starving kid, and they're asking you for less than a dollar a day you can feed little baby junior son of a bitch, or, or you get some poor sad dog commercial who's like... My owner beat me with sticks and no one loves me. And they want like a dollar a day. And 
we want like four cents a day and we make you laugh. I, I mean, I could get doughy-eyed and emaciated, but I don't want to do that. And you also don't want to advertise razor blades, do you? I want to know why razors are expensive. Why do you think they're expensive? Because razors, what? They have all this unnecessary technology like vibrating handles, 19 blades, a laser pointer. No, I mean, like, I could and say I want to slice my wrists because my mom and dad didn't love me. But you can cheer me up for just four cents a day. Exactly. I got the latest letter right here from Dollar Shake Club. It's actually a cease and desist to stop doing this podcast unless we start carrying their shitty advertisements. I don't want to stop doing this podcast. Fuck this cease and desist. Suck my dick, Dollar Shave Club. We're going to Patreon to get our money, ain't we? The only thing I would plug would be JR's barbecue sauce. Yeah. But JR isn't muscling in on us. That would be of our own free will. That that's true. As I hear, it's damn fine barbecue sauce. Exactly. See, I I can get behind spreading the word uh, virally about some great taste in barbecue sauce. Just and, being. And I gotta say, oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, just being the millionth podcast that tells you to go to DollarShaveClub.com. I'm not down with that whatsoever. Make sure you get a great deal on some great razor blades. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it's a. They, oh, and they deliver them right to your place, right? With grooming supplies. They give you a free handle, and they mail out the razors every month. Yeah, or it every just other shows month. up because you, every, you always got to shave, dude. What I hate, I'm gonna be honest too. I'm gonna pull the curtain back. Do it. I hate these fucking shows. If you just give us some money, we can keep the website going. I don't need your money to keep a fucking free website going. I don't even need your money to pay the fucking go-go daddy, you know, their 10 bucks a year to, to register it. The money is, oh, my wife is getting mad at me for buying all these movies to cover to talk about. I'd like to get a new microphone. We just want shit like that. Yeah, we just want actually what makes this podcast possible. <laughs> We're not trying to acquire a broadcasting company in Sweden so we can go live over the air in foreign countries. We just no. want to keep podcasting. You know, and then I, I got I host the wrestling show on our channel too, the Phenomenal Pipe Bombs. Yeah. Sometimes I might need one of them wrestling. You know, you guys, if if I get some patron money, I can grease some palms, maybe get an interview with let's say Al Snow. Right, because he don't talk for free. You gotta no. go to the show. You gotta go to the show, wait in the line, pay him for an autograph. Then he does the interview with you. I tell you, fans, I could just—you don't even—you can still get your cup of coffee exactly. and donate. You can, you can, you can still afford to buy Starbucks every single day and donate. Two dollars a month is all we're asking. I guess technically the way the form is on Patreon, you can pay more if you want. But, like, we don't even want you to pay more. Just pay the $2, please, because we want to keep this show just going. Just like Better Off Dead. Where's my $2? Okay. Here's the, here's the newest letter from Dollar Shave Club. Dear 1980s Movie Graveyard, if your downloads do not reach more than 5000 in the month of October, we will seize your podcast and fire one of your hosts and replace him or her with a host of our choosing in order to sell our sh fine shaving and main grooming products more better. This is garbage. Let's do away with this, people. We're here for movies, not shaving. When we started this podcast, Corey, we wanted to talk about movies. We didn't want to talk about shaving, did we? No, and it, I have a beard. What do I want a fucking razor for? Exactly. 
let alone tell everybody else that they should buy razors too. So enough. Yeah. Of so all you need to do is go to patreon.com slash 1980s movie graveyard. You can see how to donate. You can just read some information about what we're trying to do. There's even like some shit on there you could get for free, but there's also shit that you have to pay to listen to. And like we said, help us do our part in fighting the podcasting takeover from the big shave companies. All right, is it time to watch Demons now that we did all that? I think it's, and I, and I got to clarify something before we start. You already said, I'm saying, I'm tired of these fucking marks saying that this is a Dario Argento movie. It's not. Mm-mm. It's a Lamberto Bava movie that Dario Argento coughed up some cash. Mm-hmm. Now, he made it look like an Argento movie, but this is this is a real horror movie. It's not some piece of shit Jallo film. Yeah, no disrespect to Dario Argento. If I gotta watch a shitty Jalo movie, it's gonna be him. Yeah, because he makes the best shitty Jalo movies. But saying Demons is a Dario Argento movie is like saying Dawn of the Dead is a Dario Argento movie because he put the money up for the budget. It's not really the same thing. You know what I mean? Oh, Dario Argento leaps and bounds better than George Romero, though. Dario Dario Argento never directed a film that had a soundtrack from Motley Crue, (laughs) did he? No, or Billy Idol. Exactly. <laughs> he gets goblin for all his stuff. He does. Let's go ahead and get this started before we run out of time like we did questions from Twitter and then we have to delay it for another six months. <laughs> all right, we're going to get these DVDs rolling. We are both rolling off the old-ass Anchor Bay DVDs that literally when you put the DVD in, it starts playing. So we just pause it. We're at literally the one-second mark of the movie. Everybody wake up your DVD players here. I'm going to say one, two, three, go. And when you hear me say the word go, hit play on your DVD player remote. I cannot wait to talk about demons. All right. You got your remote ready, cousin? I'm ready. You got your fingertip to press the button? I'm ready. I'm going to say one, two, three, go. All right. Here we go. Dario Argento presents Demons. A Lamberto Bava film. See, it even tells you. (laughs) They're not hiding it. That fucking Argento, though, he's such a fucking glory hog. Remind yeah. me of Deshaun Michaels and the Marty Genetic team there. He got to get his name out first. Demons. Quick plug. Well, nothing happens here yet. New Phenomenal Pipe Mom going to be about favorite wrestling angles. Interesting. I don't know why I just plugged that, considering it's going to drop before this. Yeah. If you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to it after you listen to this. I haven't watched this DVD version in years, cousin. Is yours the same where it like it's letterbox on all sides? Yes. <laughs> no, no, it's not, is it? No. I don't know. Mine yes, it is. is. Yeah, it is. Mine is. I'll tell you what, that great Anchor Bay. Anchor Bay used to be a great company, and then they everything that made them great went away. Yeah. Now, we got to talk about this opening theme song. This opening theme song is uh, actually uh, one of the members of Goblin. When he spun off, I guess, uh, to start doing music by himself, he wanted to go into a rap direction, didn't he? <laughs> I don't like Goblin. Oh, I love Goblin. I got a bunch of their albums. But why? There's no fucking words. It's instrumental music. That's what's good about it. I get tired of fuckers singing all day. Oh. Sometimes I, sometimes I need them to shut their mouth and just hear some. Some little wee 
I'm not saying it's not kind of cool, but I'm not going to go pay watch a bunch of fucking old men play synthesizer keyboards. Well, uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'm not talking about seeing them live. I'm talking about with like these fucking marks that Goblin's on tour. It's only an eight-hour drive to see Goblin at your local gym. Hey, fuck that. I almost, I almost went to see. I almost drove actually nine and a half hours to see Goblin until I found out they're fucking Mark. Until they're playing at a hole in the wall bar <laughs> that, like, literally, <laughs> when I saw pictures of it, it looked like people just piss on the floor all night. So I didn't go. Yeah, I wanted to go to Riot Fest to see Danzig with the Misfits, but yeah. I missed that. Brian I just watched the YouTube video. No, he didn't. He did. He was just telling me about it. Now we got to what talk was about he the... doing there? He get lost on the way to a kaiju show? <laughs> he was coming back from the kaiju show. Seriously, got... his nerdy ass went to Riot Fest. He did, and he talked did he about he talks about it on our uh, pieces show. I think he talked about it there. Uh... I don't want to listen to that nonsense. We got to talk about this Italian rap song that opens this movie. It's like, don't do 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 demons demons don't do 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 The best is remember the movie Tenement. Yeah, I do. And that's like a badass hardcore movie in the opening song. It's like, oh yeah, and they're living in the tenement. Oh yeah, gotta get to the tenement. It's like so awful. Now here we have this girl, she got off the subway, suddenly like nobody's around, and she's all scared, and she kept she kept seeing like a monster guy's face in the window of the subway, even though that wasn't even possible. Nah, this girl's cute, but see, this is actually taken, a lot of Argento's movies are like this, there's always that lone girl just kind of walking, she's always holding a book too, you must hate people that can read is that you can tell this ain't a true Argento movie because he always just has the woman scream and then her mouth gets slashed with a fucking razor blade. <laughs> Pretty much. And you wouldn't see half a face. You would just see a, a fucking glove. Exactly. <laughs> now here goes the, the... I would say this monster guy that's handing out the movie tickets, um, you know, we're supposed to think in this moment that he's just wearing makeup as a promotional thing. But I think his makeup is actually ripped off the Quiet Riot album cover, don't you, cousin? Wasn't Quiet Riot on this soundtrack? I don't know. They clashed the bands before, but I didn't see them. I didn't think they were. I know Saxon didn't all accept this. All that fucking hairband shit blends together for me. It all sounds the same. I think they have Motorhead on here, too, though, which is pretty good. See, I don't like Motorhead. I honestly don't like Lemmy. I don't know. Mm. I don't even like the Triple H song. Oh, that's a, that's the best song WWE has, I think. No, no, no. Soft is a sin is the best song WWE has. Oh, I don't know about that. Let's play a Motorhead. Enzo Mori wraps circles around Lemmy. <laughs> well, I don't think Lemmy was trying to rap, so. Enzo Mori could sing circles around Lemmy. You, you, I can kind of see it. Enzo Amori's looking kind of bug-eyed on Skype right now. <laughs> I'm looking Enzo. at his face the whole time we're recording this. Is uh, Lenny's dead, right? Yeah, he passed away, I think, a year ago. And that's no real loss to the music community. Oh, that was a big loss. I don't know what the fuck you're... Now you're trolling, cousin. Now you're now you're just as bad as those uh, big shave companies that want to come in and take oh, over. Oh, okay. Well, trying well, to upset yeah. our fame base. I won't have it. Well, my fan, our fan base does not like that evil music. <laughs> Let's talk about the fact that 
Levy was so, he was so fucking washed up. He had to keep playing the mayor in trauma movies. Let's see, you know, he was also the the boat cab driver in Hardware. <laughs> Hardware, yeah. Wait, let's talk about the fact that we just watched a ten minute scene about a guy handing out free movie tickets in a horror movie. <laughs> this was one of the first. Remember in the nineties when when all the companies and they took their bootleg ads out ads out in Fangoria and they would sell these movies because you couldn't buy them anywhere back then. You'd get the VHS tape, you'd get it with or without cover art. It would say, "This was one of the first um, uh, movies like that I ever bought." <laughs> Yeah, I I didn't own this until this DVD, but this was one of my favorite movies growing up because I watched so many horror movies as a kid, and I, like I never really got that scared from them. And I wasn't really scared from this movie, but this movie always gave me nightmares because how like relentless it was. Until this day, the movie I, has a great atmosphere. Yeah, and but it's just I think the thing about this movie is, is like once the monsters start popping out, like the entire movie's relentless and never gets you a ch- gives you a chance to relax. See, I hate it part two, but yeah, this one, yeah, I, 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 I do like this one. This one holds up very well. I like parts of part two, but then there's some parts that are so bad it actually ruins the whole movie. Like that fucking gremlin part. It's terrible. See, I like that design there. The, uh, the samurai guy on the motorbike. Yeah. the Metro. I'm trying to figure out how this like crazed demon cult that was able to rent out a whole megaplex. Well, let's talk about that real quick. For people who aren't familiar with this film, Demons, it's about there's there's a demon movie. There's some creep show artwork back there. There's a demon movie, which is kind of like a zombie movie, but they're demons. Demon movie playing at a theater for free, and it turns yeah. it turns out the whole thing is just an excuse to lock a bunch of people in so they can start turning into demons. And there's a movie playing, and then like what's happening in the movie starts happening for real in the theater. Now, what do you, what, you know, I mean, it's obviously open up for interpretation, but what's your take on really what this is, the demon cult or whatever? Yeah, I think it's just a demon cult, to be honest with you. It's a mo- movie within a movie was kind of a gimmick. There aren't very many of them. Yeah. Anguish is another one that comes to mind. Yeah, it was like just that. a gimmick, you know, just like found footage is a gimmick now, which I really wish would go away. This was just a quick, short-lived gimmick. This one just, it happened to work good. It just, when you really think about it, it's like, how did a demon cult rent out a movie theater? <laughs> you say a demon cult as if there's like people orchestrating this. Like the whole demon. Like, well, the guy in the mask obviously rented well, yeah. out the movie theater. And if you look closely, I think he's actually one of the guys in the movie. So it was like when they, when they filmed the movie, it like while they were filming it, the demons broke out. And then they just went on to take the movie to tour it around to make the demons break out. Because keep in mind, like, part two, like, says that they took over the whole world pretty much. <laughs> like after What I don't movie, get, yeah. though, is how, how in this one, okay, number one, this movie theater concession stand is not making money because they just have ven- generic vending machines over there. But How do you have a vending <laughs> machine that sells you popcorn? I don't get that at all. I don't, well, they got to get in their soda. But yeah. what I don't get is... All these people that got their free tickets to go to this, there was no way this demon group was going to recoup their money by giving away the tickets. Well, I think that was the point, though. They they weren't trying to make a profit. They just needed to get enough people in one group to in one area, I guess. To oh, it does get them. popcorn. Yeah, there, yeah. There's like two. There's a soda one and a popcorn one. It's very weird. And I mean, by the way, these vending machines look like they're from the 1940s, don't they? <laughs> they obviously don't work. No, yeah. Here comes this fucking fag. Sorry, no offense. I hate people that wore them sweaters around their I, fucking neck. I think you're trying to say he's a he's a more preppy gentleman. Yeah, whatever. 
Yeah. Felix kind of like reminds me of a skinny Biff from Making the Grave. Now his, movie that we need to cover after Horror Horathon is done. <laughs> Horathon's lasting months. Cause <laughs> this we, chick dressed like an elf is pretty fucking hot, though. I was going to ask you about that, what you thought. I actually think, um, in terms like of... Like a hot, young Nicole Kidman. I actually think the best-looking girl in this one is the uh, the one girl's friend, the girl with the frizzy curly hair. I think she's the best-looking one. This chick here is pretty. Yeah. Now, we should explain for people who aren't watching the movie, this girl you're talking about right here, she actually takes her blind father to the movie. <laughs> yeah. What was he going to do? At D- He's already touching the, the possessed, like... Demon uh, artifacts and whatnot. See, and here's the best part of the movie here: the the, the pimp with his two tricks. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a pimp, and he has two hookers, and one of the hookers puts the mask mm-hmm. on from the movie display, and I guess it's got like a what do you say? It probably has like a little knife inside of it that cuts her. It's something either that or it's like metal and it's just sharp. Yeah, it's a pretty cool mask. I see. A, I've seen the generic versions of them, but they sure must have papered this town with. Free passes. Oh, they! You think they just would have dropped them all off, like all the free tickets off at a college? But they really got people from all demographics. Like they went to the inner city to give tickets to a pimp. There's lots of uh, elderly men and women on dates. Like it really, it's really a diverse I'm, crowd. I'm trying to figure out how do you entice a pimp from letting two of his whores have the night off to catch a movie. Well, may, maybe they it should be. They should be out there working it. Well, maybe he just wants to enjoy their company, <laughs> or or, may, or maybe he he like he has to give them a reward every now and then, or else. They'll... You ever see that South Park where Butters was the pimp? No, haven't. He got all the girls to sell kisses. <laughs> He's like, Wendy, Wendy, why you be giving Stan kisses for free, bitch? You need to be working that mouth, make some motherfucking money. You want a new doll? I can get you all that, bitch. <laughs> Jeez. You want a new you want a new lunchbox, bitch? Jeez. That's one of my favorite episodes. It's called Butter's Bottom Bitch. Butter's Bottom Now here we have the um the movie starting to play. And the movie is about some people riding dirt bikes, ain't it? They're riding dirt bikes to like a castle and <laughs> let's ride our dirt bikes to a haunted castle. That would be a great date. And that that's and look at look at this movie theater even has a oh wait, that's the elf girl. I was gonna say they even got a fucking usher. Yeah. It's the girl dressed like an elf. Yeah. That girl's fucking hot as hell. The elf And one? you can't teach that her. <laughs> I like redheads and I am sorry, I like that crimped horror haircut. Imagine Christy Hemi in an elf costume. <laughs> oh, Christy Hemi was pretty hot. Yeah. You know who's real hot though? Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. Oh, she's been, she been looking way better lately. I'll give you credit. She's so. I like the one girl a lot too. I think her name is Alexa Bliss. She got the blonde hair with the pink at the bottom. She got a weird nose though. I don't know. Eva Marie's fucking gorgeous. Too bad she's suspended for drug abuse. Yeah, she said she's going to go make a movie now too. So I think she might be leaving WW Wrestling Corporation. Oh wait a minute, fans! Time out. Sonny is at it again. <laughs> Arrested for parole violation. Her mugshot's up on the PW Insider right now. What was now. the deal? She did. She missed her alcohol test? Yeah, but alcohol and drug-like tests. But it's okay. She's been clean now. I think she also needs your money for 
like vag cancer treatment or something. She always needs money. Bro, give Sonny some money. Triple H should just give her some money. He should. She worked for them long enough. They should give her some money. Right after they give Virgil his check. It's fuck money. Fuck money. Virgil had a cool post the other day. It said, Black Olives Matter. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't realize Virgil would be so, like, cutting edge with the humor. Well, Virgil, it's okay for him to say things like that. Now, this old man is, is upset that these young guys are hitting on these young girls behind him. Why did he come to a teen slasher film <laughs> with his 60-year-old wife? Well, I don't think they knew what they were going to see, though, did they? I guess not, because the, the the ticket actually was just a golden ticket, like Willy Wonka. That just had like the Willy name Wonka, the yeah. It just had the name of the theater, I guess. I guess they really didn't pack them in. Yeah, it looks like a big crowd, but when you actually when they start panning around, it's pretty. It looks like an NXT show. It's a yeah, it's a huge theater with a balcony and everything, and it's just mirrored. Don't they have like wooden seats? <laughs> Looking at, we used to have a theater like that here, but it closed. They had the balconies and everything. Oh, it was real cool. nice. I saw, um, well, this is a nice theater. I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark there. Nice. Yeah, I miss those old theaters that had like uh, some character to them, you know? Everything now is the Megaplex. Now, now they just showed the, the lady who brought her blind father. She's got to sit there the whole movie and explain, like, she's like, now they're walking into a room. <laughs> now they're. <laughs> this pimp is awesome. Yeah, the hookers want to smoke cigarettes in the theater, but I think the uh, elf lady's going to come and tell them to stop smoking. Yeah. Now the 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 one hooker girl, she she got like a Rick James look going on. You can really this movie's really dated about the time period. Oh yeah. They ain't smoking joints, ain't they? I don't know. The pimp, I think. No, it's just a cigarette. Yeah. And that guy keeps giving the evil eye to the two guys behind him. Yeah. Guy with the caterpillar eyebrows there. Yeah, like, and that's what I don't understand. There's like 650 empty seats in the theater. And he's upset. Yeah, just that, move. Yeah, just move. You still see the movie. Just go to another row. Now, let's talk a little bit about the movie within a movie. Because I feel like, you know, when you first watch this movie, you're just kind of getting introduced. You're not paying too much. But I feel like the movie within the movie is supposed to be giving you clues about how the shit works. Because in the movie, they drive their dirt bikes to an old spooky haunted castle. And they said they're looking for the crypts of the demons. And uh, supposedly Nostradamus de- uh, predicted that the demons would take over the earth. And, like, they're looking for the demon's uh, grave or whatever. When the hell did Nostradamus predict that? That's what, that's what the guy in the movie says that Nostradamus predicted. Now, who's this fucking Cesaro-looking dude that sat down next to that lady? Yeah, he did. Like, they never explained. I couldn't. I, I never really knew if, like, this was pre-set up that he was going to the theater to try to, like, have sex with the blind guy's daughter or if, like, it was just, you know, he was just, like, some guy lurking around in the theater or whatnot. Oh, you were correct. They are on wooden chairs. Yeah, I thought it was wooden chairs. Go for it, dude. That brings me back to the good old days of the movies. Yeah, he just—he just like totally starting to have. He's like finger banging out this girl in front (laughs) of her blind father. I can proudly say I did those kind of shakinery during the movie Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me. Sheesh. I think I did it one time during uh, Chicken Little. That's just wrong. That's a children's movie. <laughs> so, 
That's why you gotta sit in the back row. Now here they find the crypt of the of the the demon. And I guess they didn't realize how the demon plague like happened because like in like in a, in the, the crypt here they're gonna find that silver mask that's out in the lobby that the hooker scratched her face on. But I mean if people if you know there's a demon outbreak where people like you know, turn into demons by either getting scratched or bit, but mostly just scratched on this. Why would you want to go touch their corpses that could affect you? Yeah, that, uh, so that's really, they said in part two, it's been so long since I've seen it, that there was a demon outbreak and those people just lived in a high rise and stay safe or something. Yeah, yeah. in part two, they say, because uh, it's when Ozzy Argeno, she's in it, she's like 12 years old, she's watching the TV and like she's watching a special. It's been like, I forget what she said, like four or five years since uh, they contained the demon outbreak and, the, and there's like a contaminated zone. So like the she's in part two, she's watching a TV show where people go into the contaminated zone and accidentally get scratched. Do you know what I mean? Have you, do you not, not, not back then of course, but like triple X and every other movie or pervert dead filmed or nude in. Mm-hmm. Do you think she was attractive? Oh yeah. Big time. Really? Big See, I don't, time. I never thought she was at all. Um, I think obviously there's been periods where she got rough. Do you ever see that movie Scarlet Diva? It's pretty awesome. I missed that one. She, she stars in it and she directed it. It's pretty awesome where she plays a film actress getting molested by everybody. Do you ever see that movie Irreversible? Oh, yeah, with Monica Bellucci. Ooh, that's a hot movie right there, baby. <laughs> I usually break that DVD out on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, that's right. That's a... Paul Kersey. I'm going to get that re-released on Blu-ray called the Paul Kersey Classics. Kersey Classics. that Vestra video. That's going to be Kersey Classics. It'll be the KKK, the Kersey Classics collection. Oh, I never thought of it that way. That'll be number one. Did you notice? Do you got your chopping mall disc by you? Yeah, I got it right here. Does it have a number one or two on the side of it? I was was, was about to tell you that before. It has a number one. So you, so you, so you know these fuckers are going to get once they see that it's numbered like that they're going to really they're going to start to buying they got to buy every one of them yeah like I hate it when you, when you see like Scream Factory because you know Scream Factory put out those limited edition like BDR ones or where the fuck they were yep everybody oh I live in England I can't get it. I get I I have them all until this point it's like what it's like regardless of how good or shitty a movie is you're going to buy it just because a company re released it like talk about a mark. Well, think about it. You're going to have number one. Number two is going to be uh, Blood Diner. Three is going to be the waxwork. Does anybody really want four Bud the Chud? So, see, you're going to have to buy that because you're going to buy five, which is Return of the Living Dance. Nobody wants one, two, three, five. Yeah, and uh, like I I told you, this is uh, not the highest quality packaging, cousin. It's like buying a regular Blu-ray with a slipcover. And you have not tried the Blu-ray to see how it looks yet. No, it's still in the shrink grip. I was going to, but then we had to record demons. I'm just watching. This pimp would have been better if it was butters. You really never saw that episode? Because I don't. South Park was never my thing. I've seen like. You gotta gotta keep your eye out for butters bottom bitch. But I'm sure sure it's on YouTube because they uploaded the whole series. Now, we gotta talk about the pimp though. We just keep talking about the pimp. The pimp is a seven foot tall uh, African American Italian gentleman. Actually wearing the exact suit that John Travolta wears in Saturday Night Fever, ain't that correct? Yep, the big white suit, he got his gold chain, he got 
a shaved head with these big old fucking Elvis-like sideburns. Yeah, and we got to talk a little bit about the pimp's uh, dub voice. You see, he talks like this. <laughs> hey, what are you doing there? Go to the bathroom and clean that bloody shit off your face. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Extreme Pestilence, Zombie 90? No, but I've heard of it. Okay, there's there's a scene in it where there's... Okay, picture this character. You know, like, listen here, motherfucker. I'm going to be taking your ass to school, bitch. Don't you be fucking putting no jive on me, motherfucker. That's the dub over voice. The character that you're watching is a muscular, blonde-haired, blue-eyed German dude. <laughs> really? <laughs> the movie's worth it for the horrible dubbing. Yeah. Like, like honestly, Demons doesn't have bad dubbing at all. It's actually really good for yeah. its time period. For yeah. its time frame, I think it's real good. It's just the pimp. His voice is hilarious, and it's not—it's not poorly dubbed. Like his, his the words match his lips, but yeah, the voice doesn't fit. Yeah, it's just weird. It's like when you watch the Seagal movies with the nine dubs. It's like I'm gonna take your old ass out of here, boy, and then I'm gonna fuck you up. But you know what? The best part actually about Demons Two is they bring the black pimp back, uh, but he plays a different character. He, he runs a health club, but they they dub in the same fake voice on him on part two. <laughs> They so, probably brought him brought him back because Camp Foray was busy. Yeah, in part two, he's walking through the gym. And keep in mind, he's not a personal trainer. He's just a gym owner. He comes in and yells at the people all day as they left weight. So part two, he walks through the gym. What are you doing there? Come on, lift that harder. Do some more reps. You're all lifting weights <laughs> like a bunch of girls in here. <laughs> See, now you get the back shot and it looks like the building's full. But when they pan out, yeah, it's pretty empty. Well, in the pan out, you realize it's just 25 people sitting in the same row together. <laughs> Obviously, these demon cult did not do great marketing. They should have been, they probably got the tickets together at the last minute when they rented the venue. How did, how does someone from a demon cult go about renting a venue? Now, th- this bathroom is scary. It looks like the the walls are made of gold or something. It's weird. It's a gold leaf bathroom. It's It's very Suspiria-esque. What you what do you think of the hooker's face exploding like where she got the cut? It turned all pus filled and then blew up like a giant zit. Uh, like, oh, it that looks great. It, it really grossed me out. Like every time I see it, the special effect. Special effects in this. The one thing I'll give our general credit for is some of his movies, and I like a lot of his movies, but even the slower ones that are real dull, his gore effects are there. I mean, they're bar none. Now, the one hooker went in the bathroom looking for the other hooker, but she's already turned into a demon, so she scratched her, and then the girl ran away. But that's pretty much, you, you just get scratched. I thought that was actually an interesting take on a kind of, you know, zombie-type thing. It's, it's, it's not the bite, it's the scratch that infects you. Now, what was it in 28 days? It was just the blood droplets, right? Yeah, just if the blood got on you. Didn't like that movie at all. Really? That's funny. I just ordered the Blu-ray 2-pack yesterday. <sighs> Didn't like it. Never even saw the second one. Second one's pretty pretty good. I like the first one better, but the second one's more like a big budget movie. Like they shot it with real cameras. I'm gonna be honest with you. You know what movie I've never seen? Hmm. World War Z. Really? I've never seen. I don't have anything against it. I actually like Brad Pitt. I just I have never. I bought it when it came out. What eight years ago? Two I've songs. never to this. I've never to this day watched it. I actually like the movie, but the CGI zombies are just stupid. Like they just look stupid. The, like the the scenes where they actually like are in hallways and they're filming with real people, and the ending's pretty cool too. Like you ever see that movie, 
think it's called Warning Sign from the uh, 80s where uh, they get locked in, in like an underground lab and it's like everybody turns into a zombie. Like they, like I they think steep, so. Yeah, they rip off that movie for the end of World War Z. It's pretty good. What are you drinking? I am drinking. I just bought it at the store the other night. I bought a, whatever it was, four pack, six pack. I got some sparkling arrowhead watermelon lime water. You ever had Voss water? No, I think you asked me that. I, I, I can't remember. I don't think I've ever seen it. Is it the one that's like in that weird like tube or it something? It looks like it's in a tube. No, I've never asked you because I just had it for the first time. But yeah, it's like a giant like pill cylinder. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That is so fucking nasty. I thought mine was contaminated. I had to Google it. It smelled like nail polish. tasted like plastic. Ugh. But that's the pure artisan flavor. I don't get it. I also, I stocked up, cousin. I bought a six-pack of the sparkling arrowhead. It's like these little bottles, uh, like 16-ounce bottles, I guess, of the watermelon. I also got a six-pack of the lemon. And I bought, I think, I can't remember if it's nine, ten, I guess maybe ten-pack, maybe 12-pack of the Perrier, like the little tiny Oh, I like the Perrier. Cans. Yeah, the little tiny ones. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. my favorite, the little cans. My son loves to spell a grano, but he likes the lemon. Oh, that shit's sour. Oh, yeah. I, I still got one of those in the fridge from the last whatever six-pack. Have you had, do you drink pop? Yeah, I do. Have you tried that new uh, Sierra Mist Twist? No, I haven't seen it. Like, what's the flavor? Oh, it's just called Mist Twist. It's like, I'm not a big Sierra Mist fan. My son likes it because he can't drink the caffeine, you know? Yeah. So, uh uh, this new one, it's got like lemon and lime and everything squirted into it. They call it Miss Twist. Ooh, it's it's better. I like it. Yeah, I've actually, uh, I'm actually very addicted to caffeine now, cousin. Thanks to energy oh. drinks. The, I'm, I'm, yeah, I've been drinking that Balls energy drink like crazy. Really? Is that good? Yeah. Well, it almost tastes just like water with like a little bit of an aftertaste, the plain one. But yeah, I mean, it's got a hell of a kick to it. I'm so addicted. When I went to the shot, the grocery store like about a week ago. I bought like six or seven of these little cans of the Mountain Dew Kickstart. They have a watermelon flavor. Oh, God, it's so good. I've never had Mountain Dew, but I don't like normal Mountain Dew. Because it, 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 it's just Mountain Dew brand. It don't taste nothing like Mountain Dew. The Kickstarts like are that. so good. I like that Pepsi. What is it, 1893 or whatever? Yeah, my girlfriend bought a bottle or a can or something of it. I, I didn't taste <laughs> it's it. interesting. Is it? <laughs> Tastes like Pepsi mixed with like some kind of cinnamon or something. Oh, I think I did taste it. Does it? It kind of tastes like RC Cola, don't it? A little bit, like a spicy version of yeah. it. The one in the gold can is disgusting. And this has been Beverage Talk, presented by the 1980s movie Graveyard. Yeah, just think. <laughs> How see, we have to talk about our beverage. Now, if we have to do the shaving, there'll be no time for the movie. Exactly. Now, here we have everybody still watching the movie. And this is like in the movie, the demons run around with a knife, but none of the real demons in real life ever run around with a knife. Why but, would a demon need a knife? Yeah, especially when he has sharp claws to kill you with. Yeah, I never understood that. But, um, here Maybe we go. Why does Wonder Woman have a plane? Well, Wonder Woman can't fly, can't she? Yes, yeah, she can. She can? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought she needed a It's just a like plane. when they make them stupid toys where they give Superman a motorcycle. What the oh. fuck Superman need a car for? Yeah, Batman. Oh shit! Not Superman. Now here we have everybody's watching the horror movie, and the the one hooker girl that got scratched. She's starting to turn into a demon now. 
This is one. It's like some reason when she was getting chased, she went behind the movie theater screen, didn't she? Yeah, that's some good 3D. Yeah, and she popped this, out this horny motherfucker here. Now somebody, there was actually ropes going down the walls of the theater that you're supposed to—not yeah. like a handrail, but a rope that you're supposed to hold on to when you walk down the steps. That's some real Italian shit right there. I just like how that horny motherfucker watching these demon movies has really got this guy's motor running. <laughs> well, the de- well, what's funny is the demon comes up and starts choking him and the woman with the ro- the rope I was talking about, but like they can't stop making out for some reason because they're getting choked with the rope. Yeah, I think they're like lip locked because there's a rope around their throats. It's weird. This is a cool shot where you see the demon like rising up on the movie screen while the girls are talking. Yeah. And this, I think, this film is I think actually that's the guy really that bullshit. has the half metal face. Him? Yeah, that's the guy that does the special effects for the movie. My question is, why haven't all these people left? The screen's now been torn. Dude. There's a girl oozing pus. Yeah, let's talk, just standing there. Let's talk about this transformation. Her hands start like pulsating, and almost like Freddy Krueger, like some in part two, like some uh, the the nails start scratching out of her fingertips. And she's like all moaning and screaming, and then she's got demon eyes. And then the uh, Alka Seltzer green pus. Yeah, yeah. All the demons start puking like when they turn into. I like I. I mean, I'm not even like really like that much of a coward. But if I saw somebody had like some rabies disease, I'll be running out the back of that fucking theater right then and there. Fuck yeah, I would too. Yeah, I wouldn't be going up closer. And this then, motherfucker just drops down being hung. Yeah, for some reason the. Uh, the uh, the the girl started. Doing, did you notice that the girl when she turned demon? She did like the pussy eating symbol. She had a big demon tongue on. She took her fingers between her fucking mouth. That was weird. The pimp, from what I remember, isn't he? Isn't he be packing just a switchblade? Isn't he? Yeah, or has he, he got a gun? No, he don't have a gun. He just got a switchblade. But the, that's a great transformation when the, you see the girl's teeth poking out, being replaced by its sharp demon teeth. Oh, all the effects in this movie, practical the practical effects, which I like. I don't like CGI it's that CGI much, stuff. but the the effects in this movie are amazing. Yeah. Especially for a movie that's, how old is this movie now? It's from 85, I believe. Yeah, so a 30-year-old 30, 30, 31 movie? years. And the effects in this look better than they do now. Oh, yes. And that's a great throat rip right there. Yeah, she just jumped like straight onto his throat and ripped it. <clears throat> That's some Roadhouse shit right there. Roadhouse Blu-ray looks great, by the way. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't make up my mind if I'm going to buy the $6 MGM one or the Shop Factory one. But the Shop Factory has a commentary with Kevin Smith. Oh, <laughs> what a selling point. <laughs> Which I won't watch. I hate Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, if you're listening, you fat, no talent, bag of shit. Go back to writing good movies. No, come on. I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. You know, Come on, you, Tusk. You know, you, Come on. you know who you sound like saying that is the guy who hates Kevin Smith the most in the world is Jelly. Well, finally some good taste out of Jelly. I, Kevin Smith, I liked his movies at first, then somehow Kevin Smith thought he became a stand-up comedian. Well, he kind of did. He started making his living. We got to talk about the demon ripping out the blind man's eyes. What's that supposed to do? His eyes kind of pointless. His eyes don't already work. What's the going to say? I, I could. That, I, I don't get it. He obviously did not have daredevil like powers. Mm-hmm. And the, I love this scene where everybody like 
It's almost like a fucking Who concert in Cincinnati. They get they start actually trampling people in order to get out, and like you know, after all these demons taking over, like they thought they were just going to run out. I don't get why they can't get out. Well, remember, like they rip it apart, and like the demons, they actually put bricks in front of the uh, watch. Like they yeah, actually but- ripped the door apart because they can't open it, and there's just like a concrete brick wall on the outside. The demons. But see, when did when did the demons have time to hire a freelance construction crew to do this? They haven't been watching the movie that long. I think it's magic, honestly. Like Why didn't somebody just jump out a window? Because there are no windows, right? Don't they go up to the projection booth? There's like nothing up there. See, these demons obviously were in cahoots with the mayor's office. <laughs> yeah. There's they, got a th- uh, they rented a theater. I mean, they, they got a construction crew to brick them in. I mean, there's a lot of planning involved, yet you think oh, they yeah. would have spent at least a few days handing out tickets just to get more victims. Well, you got to understand, though, you're acting like this is such an elaborate plot because it is. Nostradamus predicted it. So this is this this plan is the centuries in the making. I mean, it would have. I'm also trying to figure out how that place got junked so fast. I know. Like uh, this girl, she goes into like, what did you call this? Like a storage room or something? Yeah. Like she broke away from the whole crowd of people. You know, there's monsters. Go into an empty, dark room. Yeah. Of course, there's going to be a demon hiding in there waiting to get you. And that's a great scene right there where it's just pulling out her back of her head. Yeah, that's nasty to scalp rip. That's what I like about the demons in this is like, they, like they're like they so full of rage compared to like regular zombies. Like they actually punch and scratch and like do shit like tear you apart. Like they're not just like trying to bite you and shit. See, the zombie genre never was my favorite. I like Return of the Living Dead a lot. I like Return of the Living Dead 1, 2, and 3. I think those are really good. Like the Romero and all that, I mean, I like them for what they are, and I respect them for what they are, but they just zombie movies have never been, you know, high on my list of horror movies. I mean, I always I, like slashers the best. I like, the, you know, it, it's really, to me, it's really depends on the movie. Like, I like, I like, I really like the Romero stuff. I like, you know, kind of stuff that's kind of a zombie movie, but not really like demons. But uh, especially the modern day zombie stuff, all the shit you see on Netflix streaming, it's god awful. I like Day of the Dead. I do I'll too. give you that. I do like that one a lot. Dawn, I could trim up pretty good. I could trim a good 30 minutes out of Dawn. Well, there's all those different cuts, though. So if you have that old Anchor Bay DVD set, you can pick the shortcut if you want. I don't like. Um... Um, what do you call it? Um, zombie, the Fulci zombie movie. I don't like that at all. That's very boring. Well, yeah, I mean, it's Italians who didn't know really what a zombie movie was. But I like that movie because it had some good special effects, like when they st- st- gouge out that girl's eye with that wood splinter. It's pretty good. The zombie shark fight was actually pretty slick. Yeah, I can't say actually, it wasn't. Yeah, that's actually, and that's never been replicated in a movie ever since. So, yeah. I like Zombieland a lot. Oh, I love Zombieland. I don't like Shaun of the Dead. You know, I like it. I own it. But I'm not going to lie. The first time I saw it in theaters, I, was, I thought it was pretty lame. Yeah, I only saw it the one time. And I, I just it didn't care for it. It didn't do nothing for me. I liked Hot Fuzz a lot, though. Hot, Hot Fuzz is another one I really didn't like when I saw it in theaters. But then, you know, once I bought the Blu-ray and watched it again, I really liked it. 
I didn't see their third one. World's End. It's it's very similar. I'll put it that way. It's just with space aliens instead of zombies or whatever. I have to be in the right frame of mind for those two. Simon Pegg is not just naturally funny to me. I think he's. I'll be honest. Like I've tried to watch his other movies. I think the only ones that are good are the Edgar Wright ones. That's who's going to do Ant Man originally. I do believe. Yeah, the Marvel fired him because they found out he was a real director, and they don't employ those. <laughs> no, they do not. Now that girl that was crawling on the floor a little bit ago—that's actually Dario's other daughter. Dario's a weirdo. He always gets his daughters to be nude in his movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we'll see what happens to that girl later. You know, she she gets uh, very uh, defiled, just like Ozzy usually does. How creepy would that be, though? What's that? Directing your daughter to rape or something like that. Well, have you seen Stendhal Syndrome? <laughs> yes, I have. Oh, my God. He really goes to some irreversible type lengths filming See, his I own thought, daughter. I thought that was boring. I thought that was boring. I thought in, I thought Inferno was just god-awful. I, really uh, like, um, I really like Stendhal Syndrome. I actually think this is his last great movie. I actually I like really, Tenebrae. I like Tenebrae's my favorite. I actually thought Trauma was good. Ozzy is in that when she was like fifteen. Uh, Wax Mask, I like. I haven't seen Wax Mask. Tear at the I really like Tear at the Opera. I think that's a really that's more oh, yeah. of a slasher though. I love opera. Yeah. Sus, um, Suspiria, I like, but I don't think it's like the be all end all horror movie no, like most people do. Honestly, I'll be. I don't even own Suspiria. <laughs> It's it's his version of Alice in Wonderland as a slasher. Yeah. Now here we have the pimp. He thinks if he breaks the movie projector, which he does, he's matched it apart. He rips the film out. Like uh, he thinks it's going to stop all the demons from running around. Uh, I can't, I think it's this scene, but somewhere he has a great line where he goes, he goes, now she got scratched just like in the movie. Because of that That's- scratch, she became a demon. An instrument of evil. <laughs> That's, That's not as good as Butters saying, Hey, bitch, you don't make some motherfucking money. You need a new lunchbox, bitch? Daddy can get all that for you. <laughs> but we're not watching Butters' bottom bitch. <laughs> we should do a special bonus. Because I like when he, when he keeps all the money and the girl's like, Wait, you're keeping all our money now? That's right. Bitches can't be trusted with their money. If you need something, you just come to daddy. Now give me a little freebie right here. <laughs> I'll do a uh, bonus commentary for Butter's Bottom Bitch for the Patreon. We're going to do that, fans. Yeah. I'm serious, though. I can find it. Now, this is awesome because they've act- these, these punkers here have got a can of Coca-Cola mm-hmm. that's empty, but it's full of Coke. <laughs> They're snorting it. Yeah, for people who are not following along with the DVD... Like, we've had this, what is this, 45 minutes into the movie? It moves fast. This movie moves really, 45, really fast. It's all taking place in this theater. People getting attacked by demons. All of a sudden, we just cut to outside some punk rockers driving around storing cocaine. <laughs> well, because, see, here's makes some sense. Those punkers are heading there. Right. Because I think they have a ticket. Well, no, they kind of end up there accidentally because they get chased by the cops and they just run down that particular alleyway. But see, they were able, as high as kites, they were able to get in the building. Yeah, and all these 45 people. These motherfuckers can't find a way out. Yeah. 
Now, the the group of people who pretty much the survivors are being led by the pimp now at this point. They uh, they go to the balcony because they think they can seal off the balcony and stay safe up there. But the the blind guy's there and he's he's crying his ripped out eyes out literally because his um you know his uh, daughter got torn apart by the demon or whatever. Well, that's what he believes. Now somebody could just lie to him and said, "No, she's right here." And one of those girls could wait. Oh, daddy! And then he might have helped him more. <laughs> I don't think that would have worked because because he found her body before and like grabbed it. The pimp just throws the blind man down. Else. Well, yeah, he ain't taking no no shit. No. Yeah, because the pimp just wants to throw his daughter over the balcony like a piece of trash, like throw her down onto the floor in case she wakes up and becomes a demon, an instrument of evil. Do you blame him? No, I would do the same thing. And if this if this blind guy, you know, honestly, I probably, I know this is going to sound mean, but you're in life and death survival. I'd throw the blind guy over too because... You know, you, you turn into a demon by getting scratched. Well, the the demon girl, like, ripped his eyes out with her fingernails. He's going to turn into a demon eventually, too. There he's got a switchblade. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, there's the old man, the furry eyebrows, who hated everybody talking in the movie. Yeah. Let's say you was going to recast this movie with the wrestler. Who would play the pimp? <sighs> Let's see. I'm thinking Farouk, because that way every time I saw the demon, he'd go, damn. <laughs> you know who? I, I would actually reverse the uh, the races or whatever. I would actually. I'm serious. I think he'd be good as the pimp. I would actually have Big Cass be the pimp. <laughs> He's almost too big. You did like Enzo. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the, well, the pimp's like, what, six foot seven in this movie? He's huge. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> he's a pimp. He's got a switchblade. <laughs> Tony Monero Serenite Fever suit on, and you can't teach that. Teach that. <laughs> one of the DVDs, because this has so many DVD releases, I think one of the DVDs has uh, the picture on the front is the pimp and the two is hookers, it? like coming out of the, uh, they're like hopping out of their seats. Interesting. Yeah, the one I have is just the silhouette. I actually have the poster for this movie. Is it the black and white silhouette? Yeah. It says demons in yellow? Yeah. It's, yes. it's actually the Italian one, though. It says demoni. I got it, it probably demons. like 13 or 14 years ago off eBay. And I have the steel book, but I've never opened it for some reason. Yeah, I have the Synapse because I don't know what bought it. That's what I've got. Well, the thing is, is I have the Synapse steel books of one and two, which are beautiful. The covers are beautiful. That's why I got them. But about a year before those came out, I had the Arrow one that's actually a double pack. that has The Steelbook, it has some just drawn artwork that's kind of lame. But um, it has both movies in it, so I already have both movies on Blu-ray, so that's why I never opened the other ones. The Synapse one is out of print, too, I think, isn't it? No, you can still get it on their website. Like, like everybody acts like it's out of print, but last I looked, it's it's still available on their website. It, it's taken them over two years yeah the tenebrae i got a really like even special like whatever steel book of the uh tenebrae uh that they put a coin with i got the tenebrae coin it's fucking crazy see i really like that and i own the dvd i i can't see myself rebuying it on blu-ray i, I don't know if i'd ever watch it again unless it was like for the show yeah i have the um the arrow tenebrae 
I think Arrow puts out the best releases. I've said that countless. I think I'll probably end up opening my Arrow one, just because the one that comes with the coin and all that, it comes in like a, almost like a cardboard book or something. It's all sealed up in. I might just keep. You happen to have like two of those? Of the cardboard book one? No. <sighs> I never got your double Blu-ray. You were going to clean out your house and get rid of all your stuff, I remember. I never said to that. voodoo codes. I went to voodoo codes, though. I never said that. I might, I might, might possibly, and keep in mind, I have, like, boxes and boxes, but uh, I'm organizing now. But uh, I might possibly, I'm not sure, I might possibly have a double of the Arrow one in the Steelbook, but I'm not sure. See, fans, if you get donated to Patreon, I could use my half and buy some of his extra steel books. At least pay for the shipping. Yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. I could give you some of the shipping, the brother. Shipping. Now, now, let's talk. Okay, now the movie's cutting back to the punks, right? And let's talk about this girl. Like, remember the Masters high. of the Universe movie? Remember that yeah. little that little like troll guy with the big like bleached white hair? Doesn't she yeah. remind you of that guy? Hell no, this is the hot version of that Kelly Maroney chick. <laughs> <laughs> she does kind of remind me of she's like the Italian Kelly Maroney. This chick's hot, what are you talking about? But I'm talking about just the hairdo. She looks like that creature from Master of the Universe. Eh, I like that big Italian eighties hair. Yeah. The guy driving that punk, because they, they, they spill the cocaine all over the back seat, and he's like, pulls over and he gets all angry, like almost roid rage. He's like, you're going to get it all up out of the seats, all of it. That shit costs money. That guy plays the security guard in part two. It's weird how they kept bringing people back. Well, see, the, the Italians is loyal to their, their people. Yeah. Now, we never talked about kind of like the main guy here. With, with, you yeah, know. we have. It's the pimp. Wait, wait, well, the the pimp got, like, bit. Like, that girl jumped up off the, the floor and chomped and bit the shit out of him. But, um, like, the main guy, he reminds me of Michael Dudikoff that ends up being the hero later on. Yeah, except this dude is a better actor. You think he's better than Michael Dudikoff? I love the dude, but he can't act worth the shit. That guy set the standards for non-acting. <laughs> but in all fairness, don't you think he would be the first one to tell you that? Yeah, probably. I, I just actually watched Avenging Force the other day again. I really like that one. Was the uh, the black dude from American Ninja in that one, too? He was. He's, he gets That's killed. Oh. Dudikoff has to get his... He was killed in a lot of things. He was killed in Exterminator. He was killed in <laughs> a couple other movies from that era. Yeah, Avenging Force is a real underrated Dudikoff. Uh, Soul's River Death is pretty good, too. Yeah. Now, there was another scene, maybe we missed it, I can't remember, but there's a scene that's hilarious with the punks, where that girl, uh, she, she had, like, out of her purse or wherever, she has, like, this baby picture of her, supposedly, when she was a baby, like, literally, like, probably, like, three months old, and, uh, or maybe, like, a year old or something, and, like, she's naked in it, because I guess it's, like, a baby picture, and the one punk guy looks at it and goes, oh, only a year old, and already selling your twat. <laughs> That's some great Italian dialogue. <laughs> uh, you know what this movie needed? What's that? Franco Nero. Who would he play, though? He would just play whoever he wanted. He Franco. He could have been the pimp's bodyguard. They could have rode him apart. You know what would have been awesome? They would have expanded the role of Franco Nero played the uh, the blind guy. 
But then he survived. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah, and he just survived through the whole movie being blind and like fumbling around and karate kicking everybody. I really liked it, the fine job Frank O'Neill did with his Texas accent in Enter the Ninja. Oh, yeah, that was great. Now, there's, there's a scene here where a nipple gets cut with a razor blade. What did you think about this with the punks? Because they're trying to get all the cocaine off of the girl's breasts. It don't bother me. No. It's kind of hard to watch. Not hard to watch, but it definitely makes you cringe here. Yeah, it always makes me cringe when I see it because it seems like such a saw, you know, sensitive area to get a fucking razor blade cut into. It almost seems like the guy does it on purpose. Yes, yeah, he's doing erotic things, or he's preparing for IWA Carnage Cup. <laughs> That's some CZW shit there. IWA is nastier. Now, okay, everybody's like uh, trying to fortify this balcony. They're ripping the wooden seats out, trying to barricade it so the demons can't get in. But they actually had the the evil elf girl with the, with them. Now, what what do you was she pulling the swerve there? What do you think? I, I think it was she was going to turn to the turn, but why would your plan be to go up high? I get like sort of the idea. Okay, we're going to get up here and they can't reach us. You're basically still trapping yourself. Are you just going to go up there and starve to death? Yeah. I mean, I think they're just trying to like go to the one area because they can't escape. So I think they're just trying to go to the one area that like they can block the entrance to. But, like, the demons are starting to, like, bust through already. You see, like, the piles of seats that they piled up moving. Because, like, everybody's, like, banging on the wall, hoping, like, the people, like, in the building next door will hear them. That's a pretty fucked up plan. <laughs> well, yeah, considering they're cemented in. Yeah. I mean, it's a scene. Once again, building, now, so. did these demons, did these demons maybe also rent the building next door? That'd be fucked up if, like, they busted a hole all the way through the wall, like they dug and dug all night, and they got through the wall, and then there was just like another building of demons waiting. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. I still see this. This demon cult was. They must have had some high, high ranking officials in their pockets. This is some skull shit right here. This is what I think. I think the people making the movie was making like a horror movie based on some ancient demon legend. They didn't believe in it. They found this ancient mask to use it as a prop, and then they found out it was a real. And then they're like, oh, we're going to use this evil mask to unleash this plague of demons onto the world. That's what I think. Here's a great silhouette scene, I think. Oh, all the silhouettes in this are great. Yeah. And the, demon, the lighting in this movie is awesome. Oh, it is. That's what we always talk about with the 80s movies. They have great lighting, great atmosphere. Like, you don't get that in the modern, bland CGI era. Nor do you get the wet streets. No. But I was reading, and I don't know how true this is, but I was reading that, like, how the demon's eyes glow and, like, the silhouette shots, that they just put reflective tape on the people's eyes and shown the light on their eyes. That strikes me as a cheapo trick. Yeah, like I could see that working. Yeah. See, they actually busted through the concrete building to get to like some other room. Now here we have these two. The boy, some random boyfriend and girlfriend, and the one girl that's a that's a Dario's other daughter. I want to say her name is like Fiori or something. She's the older daughter. I think she became like a fashion designer or something. Ooh. I don't blame her because you you don't want to be the daughter acting in any Dario movies. 
Hell no. Could you imagine if, if the daughter was married and he wanted to get the husband in? He's like, we'll use you. You raped the shit out of her. It'll be more realistic. Oh, that'd be so awful. But I was just I wonder. I wonder. movies like that. Yeah, but you got to wonder sometimes in the rape scenes of his daughters, if he was like, hold on, cut. Let me put my gloves on now. I got to do the stand in for this. Because he was always the guy with the yeah. gloves. So. Yeah, he wore the gloves. He was always the killer. Yeah, see, I don't. This dude is. He's still alive, isn't he? Yeah, he just had his birthday. I was shocked how old he was. I think he's like 80 something. Because he made that stunning Dracula movie not that long ago. Oh, I got that, cousin. That's great. Oh, that's 3D. Boop. Oh, you watch that in 3D. It's great. Oh. Yeah, with my red and blue glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I know, 3D TV. No, that movie shit. Herschel Gordon-Lewis died today. Did he? That's funny, because I was just... I just listened to a podcast about him, and it was talking about how old he was and stuff. 82, I believe. Wow. Errol's putting out that great big collection of his. Damn. Hey. Too rich for my blood there. $279, a lot of money. That's more than the budget of some of his movies. Especially for how bad his movies are. <laughs> His movies are laughably fun. His movies would be fun to do on the show, but yeah, I wouldn't invest money in owning them. Yeah. Here we have like the hostage siege part. Everybody's like bored, just sitting down in the balcony. Now they're just smoking. They don't care. The demons have like almost disappeared now. It's, it's oddly quiet in the theater. Well, that's they're getting their next plan ready. Exactly. They're probably busy outside building shit. They <laughs> <laughs> build a roadblock or something now. Calling all demons. <laughs> we need a new brick wall. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said they're doing construction work. They're renting out buildings. Yeah. These high motherfuckers find an entrance. Yeah, okay, this is where there's some magic involved with the demon play because the punks run away, they get their car pulled over, or they pull up next to a cop, I should say, and it's a stolen car and they got cocaine, so they run away from the cops. But they run down a dead in alley, and then all of a sudden the door to the theater magically opens, and they run inside. He leaned on it. It's an old building. That's what happened. But don't you think that's a coincidence it just opened up like that? I mean, the, the doors to a theater, you're not supposed to be able to open them from the outside. You know what I mean? Uh, no, there's a handle on it. They might have just not had it locked. You know, these demons, obviously, if they're thinking everything out, if they're cementing everything, you've got to have an emergency door in case of fire. Yeah. Now, here's what's funny is um, one of the uh, – is it the blind guy? I think it is the blind guy, right? Yeah. yeah. The blind guy snuck out of the theater. So he's there's a demon out in the world. He's a demon now. It's pretty awesome the cops blow his hand off. But he got the one cop first. Yeah, he did scratch the cop. So the plague is going to spread now outside, even though they don't really set that up until the end. Which this is, I believe, coming to the end. No, we still got a long way to go, I think. No, this movie isn't even an hour and a half, is it? Mm, 88 minutes. Okay. So we got 20 So to answer my question, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> the uh, now uh, the boyfriend and girlfriend here, they get the idea. They want to walk through the uh, kind of like a diehard type situation. They they're going to escape the demons by crawling into the air fence. 
<laughs> yeah, these some of these people are pretty fucking dumb. They deserve to be scratched. But see, look, the punks are like in an underground basement now, trying to work their way into the theater. I don't know where what that door was that they went into. It's to the basement. You just said it. There's probably like storage and there's probably an extra popcorn machine down there. But it's dripping water and shit. It's pretty spooky. Well, it's just not clean. Yeah. It's like they crawled through a sewer. Like in this movie theater, if you want to take the side exit, you got to crawl through a sewer to get to your parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know how like in the theater, it's this fire exit. It's just a fucking sewer exit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice shot right there. I like how everything's like red now, like yeah. red and blue. Yeah, the lighting. You know, you saw that a lot in the '80s movies, and the really the only '90s I could think of that did it was Joel Schumacher movies. But I missed yeah. like the red and blue and pink lighting and shit in movies. Like you really didn't have to explain it back then. Whereas I feel like now, like everybody's lost their creativity. Everything now is pretty much outside, too. Yeah, it's just all gray-colored. Or, yeah, I say if you're Christopher Nolan, you turn the world into a shade of gray. Yeah. Literally. I hate Christopher Nolan. No talent in that man. He is. I guess we missed it before, but I meant to point it out. There's a part where a demon, like, breaks through a... Because uh, that girl was uh, Dario's other daughter. She was, like, crawling on the floor of the theater, and a demon broke through the... The uh, seat, the wooden seat, and actually puked into her mouth. Do you remember that scene in the movie? It's like I'm gross. surprised you didn't have. I'm surprised you didn't have the demon raper. Yeah, and now them two are like walking in the in the in the hall in the what do you call this air duct, and you just keep getting these shots over and over of a demon hand crawling through. But it's like it's so dark you really can't see anything, and you think a demon's coming up. Like behind them, but isn't his girlfriend that just turns into the demon right there? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that puke in her mouth turned a demon. See, one motherfucker finally, there's a weapon right there. Yeah. I'd be putting that whole body armor suit on. Yeah. I mean, there's literally a sharp ass ninja sword in the lobby and nobody's grabbing it. There's a motorcycle too. The Actually, that does come into play later. Yeah. yeah. See, the punks fuck up here because, like, they're looking for a way out. Some people put a popcorn machine in front of the door where the, the, the one demon is trapped inside. If this place was all wrecked and I saw somebody move a popcorn machine there, I, I would not move it out of the way. No, no, by no means. I'd get some popcorn, maybe. Yeah, I'd pull the little lever. It looked like they were sticking out of the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely bang this chick. Yeah, I always thought this scene was weird because she wanders into that storage room where the demon's hiding... And she was like, she starts like looking into herself into this mirror, but then she, she's she, fucking high. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. But then the slime starts dripping out. It's almost like an aliens moment. I don't get why she is touching up her makeup though. Yeah, there's really no point considering you're about to get killed. <laughs> kind of reminds me of the Lenoya Quagley part of um, Night of the Creeps. Not Night of the Creeps. Night of the Demons. Night of the Demons, yeah. I wonder if they stole that from there. I like Night of the Demons. I do too. I got a great uh, shrink wrap Screen Factory copy of it for I have, I have the Screen Factory. I, to be honest, I don't remember if I like part two. I don't remember part two. See, I don't either. And like, Olive Films put out part two on Blu ray, and I'm like, do I really want to pay $20 for this? It might suck. 
I remember it was like really. Oh, here's the great silhouette shots now. The demons. There's, yeah, that's one. Of, that's the old VHS tape. Is that silhouette shot? Yeah, and it's like in some weird slow motion. I think maybe they had the people walk backwards too, and then reversed it because it's like really weird the motion that they're making. I wonder why Anchor Bay quit putting out all these genre titles. You know, I used to live right down the street from Anchor Bay, and um, I guess it was when they got bought or they merged with Stars. Yeah. And then, like, the people who took it over because they bought it, they're just very corporate. Like, they just didn't know horror. They didn't like it. That's what that's what I always heard happen. Yet they put out the Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah. This actually was a really good show, though. I can't knock that in the least. I really enjoyed it. That like when when they got when uh, Anchor Bay got bought and like they stopped putting out horror movies. That was the only horror title like they kept the rights to. And remember, they kept putting out over and over. They kept putting out Evil Dead. Screen Factory, I think, has the rights to it now, don't they? I don't think so because they just they put out Army of Darkness. Yeah, but that's separate because those rights were universal. Oh yeah, that's right. That was Universal. Yeah. That's my favorite of the three. I don't know. It's hard to say. I really like part two a lot. But I do love part I'm, three. See, I'm not a huge fan of part one. I like it for, like, okay, this was a student film type thing. But mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. Like, considering part two is just a remake, you know. Oh, here, the pimp's coming back as a demon. He popped up out from underneath the, the seats. Now this does look really. Kind of having their big gang fight. Yeah, this does. This looks very clusterfucky. How everybody's falling over to seats and getting slaughtered and shit. It's like a rumble. It is slash rape. It kind of is, and that's what I mean. That's the difference between the demons and zombies. It's a lot more forceful because there's like a lot of women getting pinned down by the demons. These demons are some horny fuckers. <laughs> they are. They're tenniling them. No, that's a great shot right there. Yeah, yeah. This this girl bit off the demon's fingers, but then all the blood went down her throat. And this is—I thought I thought this funny that this demon kills somebody by pushing the seat on. I wonder if that would work. I don't know. I guess if you like crush their skull with it. Okay, yeah. this this person crawling on the floor and the demon rushing their seats. I never could understand if that was a a woman or a man. Oh. But yeah, I'm waiting for somebody with black gloves to pop up. <laughs> I would have had like every demon shot just be a black glove. Um, I think he uses the black gloves to masturbate. <laughs> he might. See, I'll like, tell you, okay, settle the argument here. Well, it's not an argument. Fulci or Argento? Oh, by far Argento. By far. Like, I, I hate Fulci films. I ain't never seen a good one. I don't hate Fulci, but... I do. His movies are just very slapped together, whereas, like, you might not like them, but, you know, because they might be too artsy-fartsy for some people, but Argento knew what he was, like, trying to accomplish with his movies. Fulci... His movies seem more low budget too, but he just—I don't know—he just slapped them together type thing. Where are you at with Delamore Delamorte? I like it a lot, honestly. Ah, see, I hated it. I was digging it up until the end where they're in a snow globe. That's some stupid ass shit. Yeah, but if you if you watch the movie as it goes along, it gets like 
more and more convoluted with like some kind of magic going on. <laughs> you know it's, I mean? it's just stupid. I don't like movies that end like that. Them fucking. When I saw the preview for that one movie about a guy who uses a dead body for everything, that Swiss oh, Army man. That looks awful. Oh, I see that kind of shit. I don't like movies where I got to where I got to think of my own endings. <laughs> well, they give Ends you an in ending. Snow globe. That's so fucking dumb. It don't make no sense. But do you think it's literal? You think he's really in a snow globe? No, I think it's just fucking lazy. They didn't know how to end the movie. Oh, that's a Rob Zombie right in there. Well, that's, that's an Italian tradition, though, to end the movie like all bizarre and fucked up. Just don't make no sense. Now here we're we're pretty much down to the the last four group or whatever, which is you know the girl from the very beginning on the train and her friend that she brought to the movie, and then the wimpy tennis like whatever preppy guy, and then his Michael Dudikoff buddy. Like, like Dudikoff would already had that ninja sword. Yeah, and that is true. Dudikoff would have chopped all them down. He would. He, he would have chopped. A shrubbery. Them. Okay. These girls are both really cute. She's really cute. Yeah, I like the one with the curly hair. Yeah. She's got that exotic Italian look. But but here's, like, like you know, they didn't really show, like, whatever, but she's starting to turn all demonish slowly here. You know what would have been a good casting in this? Mm. Had one of the, the like, the, the preppy-like heroes be Charles Bronson. <laughs> he should have been the old man that was complaining about everything. He'd be good. He'd be killing all of them. But what's weird about this girl when she turns into a demon, she's like horny for a second or something. Like, you notice that? Like, she's acting all strange and lethargic. Well, they do dive on people. Yeah. And, like, I don't... And, like, she's clearly turning into a demon. I don't know why they're not running away from her now. Because in a second... Maybe they think they can help her. Yeah, here, yeah, here she just pops up full demon... And she scratches that uh, preppy guy, like on the uh, chest or whatever. He does. It was kind of like in that that Walking Dead when Herschel was keeping all the zombies. Remember, because yeah. he thought he could cure them. Just because dumbass. Like, just because they're your friends doesn't mean they won't eat you or whatever. Yeah, it's like well, they cured everything else. Now this is probably like Whitney say. This is probably the signature moment of the movie. Like the best transformation. Oh yeah, the, the effects in this movie are just—they're just outstanding. For people not watching, that girl basically—they caved her head in, but then she got up like on all fours, like almost arching her back, and then like it doesn't make any sense. But it's, I always loved this as a kid. Like a full-size human demon starts popping out of her back, like somebody in a full-body demon. Looks like, like the Tar Man. Yeah, it looks like a Tar Man with the devil's face. And he jumps out and, and slashes that preppy guy in the chest and then runs away. And I thought the scariest part was when he runs away, he has, like, frizzy old man hair the demon does. <laughs> Very scary. And the way, he, the way the demon ran away was scary. Oh, the demons in this were creepier than any zombie. Oh, yeah. I'll agree with that. And I'll give this guy credit. He just wants to run away from his friends because he's like, I'm going to turn into a demon, you know? Like, he, unlike everybody else who's like... Stay with me. Hold my hand while I turn into a demon and then kill you. Yeah, he's at least honorable. Yeah. 
Because here they, they follow him out to the lobby where the samurai display is with the dirt bike and the samurai sword. And, you know, he actually asks his friend to kill him, right? It'd be hard to kill your friend, though. Oh, yeah. But I, but I think you would have to do it, like, because they just made that mistake, like, two seconds before not killing that other girl, you know? So it's like, you know. Plus, you want to put your friend out of his misery, too, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's just like nobody wants to turn into a zombie. Nobody wants to turn into a nasty demon, too. How would... come none of these people, though, when they kill their friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Why don't they ever take their friend's wallet? <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do with the five bucks in your friend's wallet when there's a demon hey, society outside. All I'm by saying me. is, you know, he don't if I it. had to kill, let's say I had to kill my friend mm-hmm. and he had a nice watch. Yeah. He isn't going to need that watch anymore. I'd take his shoes, his watch. Jeez. Relentless. Well, no. That way his memory can live on vicariously through me. <laughs> vicariously. <laughs> That's some ghoulish shit right there. <laughs> That's some great logic. <laughs> well, you know, you have to you have to put the human element behind these murders. Yeah. Now I wonder if they would have grabbed a hold. See here, the infected guy grabs a sword and gives it to his friend, saying, "Kill me," you know. And you, you already see the demon veins coming on his face. He's transforming already. But I wonder if they would have found that sword earlier instead of running around. Like, could they have just gone through and killed all the demons with the sword, do you think? Oh, yeah. I do the cough would have. Oh, yeah. But even if it wasn't, like, say, like, one guy goes and he kills ten demons, but then he gets scratched and he passes the sword off. I think you conceivably could kill all the demons with that sword. Especially if you have black gloves on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you could take them out. Yeah. See his friend turns around all demon. You get the slow mo slice. Well, that was like some great spray. That was like coming out of a hose all over the floor. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that was big in the Japan movies about eight nine years ago, where everybody's arteries were always spraying over exaggerated. Like, I remember that was real big over there. Now the, what was that one movie that was really good? The fucking what was it? Lady Snowblood. Lady Snowblood's awesome. The Machine Girl, where that girl had the machine gun arm. She fought oh, the lady with the bra that had the drills in it. Oh, yeah, I remember that was on Netflix. That's a good movie. Now, basically what happens here is the Dudikoff imposter, he grabs a sword and a Casali or whatever the fuck her name was, just ran into the theater full of demons like a dummy. She, he grabs a sword and he jumps on the dirt bike on display and he starts riding it just up and down the aisles of the movie. <laughs> slicing everybody up. These fucking demons are pretty fast. None of them could grab this guy. <laughs> yeah, and the demons get really acrobatic now. Like, they're jumping through the aisles. Like, there's actually a couple of shots here. Like, here, yeah, they're jumping over. Like, they're on, like, fucking springs and shit. Now, see, why would he even go around looking for her? When, when, when did he meet her? He met her at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. Look, he might have get an emotional connection with her right away. Why has to be looking for an escape? Yeah, I think, I don't know. She's a $5 piece of ass. And I could take that ass and make change. Especially after your friend died, I wouldn't really be worried about some girl you just met. Unless she looked like Dana Brooke. Yeah, you would say that. Now, that was, that was a great shot of the guy. He actually rode the dirt bike up all the steps of the theater. That was pretty good. That's not as cool, though, as when James Belushi did it in The Principal. Yeah. Well, you really know, want to do that movie, cousin. 
We'll, we'll, we'll hook it up once we get out of Horth, huh? Um, you know who else, like, really rode a motorcycle real good in a movie? Was Rob Van Winkle in Cool as Ice. Oh, the best biker movie ever made. Like, half the, like, literally just half the running time is just shots of him driving this motorcycle. That's on a Best of the 80s compilation, but sadly it was made in 1991, I believe. Yeah, I got it on the Germany Cult Box 80s set where two of the movies are from the 90s. (laughs) How did it look? Did you ever pop the vanilla ice? I did. It actually looks pretty damn good, to be honest with you. Like, I won't go as far to say, like, it looks, like, amazing, like, your best Blu-ray quality. But you know how, like, you ever watch, like, um, high-definition movies on, like, HBO or something? Where it doesn't look as good as a Blu-ray, but it looks way better than a DVD? It looks like that. Oh, cool. I have the just the normal MGM Universal that came with the soundtrack. Yeah, I I was keeping an eye out for, uh, because I got that really cheap off eBay. I got that for, like, 12 bucks. And, like, there was a bunch of them, and then, like, they just dried up. Like, I haven't seen any on there. I was hoping they would do, like, a volume, too, because that was a great set. It had uh, DC Cab. What was great it? movie. Private. Was that Private School with Phoebe Cates? Is that what it's yeah. called? Great movie. That's actually why I bought it, to be honest. And, uh, and it had Cool as Ice, and then it had just some random, like, Danny Glover, Martin Short movie or something, which I could give a fuck about, but... <laughs> No, yeah, kid. I like private private school. I like a lot. Yeah, I hope I hope we do it on the show one day because it's really. I cool. have it. It's actually the prequel to Private Resort. Actually, it's part of that trilogy. Really? Yeah, it's part of that trilogy. <laughs> Remember that a producer made. I love Private Resort. I like it too. Now they killed all the demons, and they hear like, what would you say that sound was like? We're just like, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> and they get out of the way, and literally a full size helicopter crashes through the roof of the theater. And they didn't even do, like, the the helicopter crashing as, like, a model. It looks like the real theater. They just busted a hole in it and dropped it down. I can't remember why it crashed, though. I think because it had a demon inside of it. But how? Because I think it's, like, they were, like, airlifting people who were sick, you know, like a medical helicopter. Well, I guess that cop was running around, so... Yeah. I mean, like like we said, like this is the point now I was talking about before. Like they don't really show it spreading out all over, but it's like it's already taken over the entire city already. From that uh, blind guy that got out. Uh, obviously, he you know he he didn't need his eye. Maybe when he became a demon, he could see again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he he lost his fingers too. The cops shot him off. I mean, the one lady got demon teeth. Maybe he ended up growing demon eyes. Oh, he could have. Like, because they replaced your teeth with their teeth. Maybe he got demon yeah. eyes. Yeah, I don't know the biological makeup of a demon, but that sounds logical. Yeah. Well, in part two, they resurrect, like, a long-dead demon by just dripping a drop of blood onto his mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're pretty magical in what they can accomplish. I've seen that done in lots of vampire movies. Yeah. Here, here they're like, uh, they're, um, the, like, I guess there's more demons that were in other parts of the theater. They're all converging now. This is a pretty awesome scene here. The helicopters crash. They're trying to turn the blades back on. They turn them on, and the blades are whipping around the theater, slashing up the rest of the demons. Wow. One demon just got his face completely cut in half. 
It's almost as good as the helicopter scene in Half Past Dead. Right. I can't remember, cousin. Is Half Past Dead rated PG thirteen? Yes. Oh, what was the is. point of that? I don't know. Try for a bigger audience, I guess. But come on, teenagers don't want to see. Something. Now this is the most bullshit graphic. It's still an actually pretty good movie, though. No, it's it's actually good because it's a buddy movie with Slohan Seagal and Ja Rule. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't Nia Peebles like the female bad guy in it? She is, and then the main bad guy is um, it's, it's Morris Chestnut, I think. Oh yeah, I remember he was in it. Couldn't remember who he played though. I, I've actually I rented it like a while back and watched it. I've been waiting to buy it, but every time I looked, like the Blu-ray was really expensive. Like I don't think I own a single slow hand Blu-ray. I think all my really? shit is no, no, my hard to kill. I got the Blu-ray because I remember I bought hard to kill on Blu-ray and I bought Mark for Death on Blu-ray, and then they stopped putting out Blu-rays. Yeah, yeah, I have Above the Law, Out for Justice, Hard to Kill, and Mark for Death. I don't even think Under Siege ever got to the Blu-ray part. Oh, yeah, it is. I got Under Siege on Blu-ray. Is it? And I got Under Siege 2, now that I think about it. I like 2 better than 1. It is a better movie, I think. 1's too slow. I mean, 1's good, but it's like... I don't know. It gets old. It wasn't a Seagal movie. Like, he wasn't doing karate or anything. It could have been anybody in that role. It's like more like Die Hard. Yeah, does, that was the trend. He does do some good arm breaks, though, in part one. But he's, like, way more brutal in part two. I really like Today You Die with Trick or Treat. That's actually a good movie. Not very big budget, though. Urban uh, Justice is, a, is probably his best no-budget film. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Now they use this bullshit grappling hook that they found in the ele- in the elevator. I'm sorry, in the helicopter, and they shot it up in the hole in the roof and crawled out. Do you think helicopters really carry grappling hooks in the back? <laughs> maybe if it was a medical transport, maybe I don't know. Even then, highly unlikely. Now here, here, here he gets uh, attacked by the the metal face guy. Who was also the actor in the movie. It's kind of weird that this guy just pops up on the roof all of a sudden to fight him. Probably going up there to cement something. Yeah. He's hanging from a piece of rebar from the roof. That's pretty sturdy. That would hold you. I think it would. I mean, it's bending a little bit, but it ain't breaking. I like that mask. Yeah, it's a good quiet riot mask. Bang your head. Middle oh, health will drive you mad. Wow, Noise as some noisy devil music right there. Sammy Kerr. Talk about that good wholesome music like Vanilla Ice. So we switched that satanic shit. Mm. Now the girl took the grappling hook and stabbed. I'm still in shock that Bird's nerdy ass, no offense, Bird, went to a misfit show. Why are you disparaging Bird? People are, in just a couple of days of the horathon, they're going to meet Bird for the first time. You're like, ah, this guy that's going to be on our show, he's a Man, piece of I gotta, shit. I got to <laughs> publicly apologize for the Bird episode. <laughs> Why? 
I don't know. I like Bird. You I haven't even picture. heard it yet. I can't picture him in a Misfits show. I'm sorry. What if Dollar Shave Clothes fires me and hires Bird? And then you're going to have to do every episode with Bird. What are you going to if do? They fi- if they fired you, I'd walk, cousin. Really? You're not going to mm-hmm. stay and shill for Dollar Shave Clothes? No, no. I'm loyal. Yeah, I had a lawyer look into it, and he said legally Dollar Shave Club has the right to impose their advertisements on any podcast made. And it actually makes sense because I seriously don't – I was listening to Eric Bischoff on wrestling today, and in the middle of telling a story about WCW and the NWO, he, he broke into a Dollar Shave Club ad. How is his show? It's actually really good. It's not too long. He like He does the opening part where he talks about current wrestling and the business part of it. Then he does an interview, usually with the former wrestler. He did a three-parter with Hulk Hogan. Talk- oh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. See, now, I, I can't take the Conan show. I'm sorry, but that after episode three, I checked out. <laughs> I'm still I'm movie. still listening to it. <laughs> and it's guess- just a shtick show now, though. Well, every not episode. we're not. Yeah, really. We got room to talk. Every episode they put out now, the the like the description out of it is Hoover Two Guerrero returns. How does he keep returning when he's been on every episode that they put out? It's, it's not the best one. one. It's not the great one. It's, it's a juicy, juicy one. Well, and you know these interviews. It's like it's my part five of my interview. It's like you only recorded the guy on your phone for ten minutes. Come on, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Sometimes they play interviews that are forty five seconds long on that show. They do. I remember the first one. Yeah, we're joined by Eric Bischoff. We haven't spoken in years. It was like two minutes long. I know. Catch more of Eric Bischoff. It's always KG yelling. It's always more. Of I Eric hate that Bischoff. guy. <laughs> Holla at your boy. <laughs> All right, here they are. They the guy and the girl. They because they climbed out of the hole in the roof of the theater. They got free, and now they see the whole city's on fire, and there's demons running everywhere. Look how many demons there are running. But to be fair, the demons like they don't run that fast. You can kind of outrun them, don't you think? Yeah, and they're able to set fires. Well, I think the fires are just the cars that are crashing because, like, all these demons are in the road. The demons are definitely cooler than zombies. Oh, yeah. Like this They're is, not the best ones. They're not the great ones. They're the juiciest ones. One. <laughs> they're the demonest ones. I like that shot there where they run down that blue alley. Yeah, that's good backlit. The demons are... See, they knew how to film the demons to make them more scary. Now, here comes a, uh, a jeep full of a, a man... And his teen daughter and his twelve-year-old son, and these fuckers have rifles and everything. They're shoot. They're just driving down the road, shooting every demon that's like in the road or whatever. And they're driving on the outside outskirts of the town, trying to get out of the town. That's because they're the juiciest ones. Yeah. Holla at your boy. No, I. One thing I do like about the demons compared to the um, zombies. Is like keep in mind the demon infection spreads really fast. So like you know within a couple of hours they have thousands of demons in the city. But I like that like all you have to do is either shoot them or run them over and they actually die. Like there's no like shoot perfectly and shoot it in the head. Like no, you just shoot a demon it dies just like a normal person. I do like yeah. that part of it. You know. Yeah, that makes it a little bit better. Yeah. Because what if you're a bad shot and you can't hit the head? Yeah. That's. I'm a bad shot. I'd be fucked. 
Yeah, this little boy just starts eating a sandwich now after he just shot like five demons. <laughs> he get hungry. Yeah. Wants to grow up to be the juiciest one. No, cousin, they did this in uh, Fraternity Vacation as well. Do you remember, like, in the 80s movies, if somebody had a Jeep, like, they would, always, like, the person sitting in the backseat would always stand up. Yep, and then the movie ends. Yeah. Now, we gotta talk about this great filmmaking, and, like, the, um, the credits are rolling, but you get this back shot of the Jeep, and it starts slowly focusing in on the girl. I thought this was great, because, I mean... Like, they're just showing you, like, it, like you know, it never cuts the black. They're just rolling the credits over the picture. But it keeps zooming in you know, from different angles, zooming in on this girl. And obviously, we're going to see here in a minute, she she actually, you know, I guess she got scratched or whatever. She turns around, yeah, she starts, like, feeling her neck or something. So during all that ruckus, she got scratched somewhere. She yeah. turns into a demon. But she gets shot in the stomach. and Yeah, the little boy the shoots her. Little boy, by the way, with a sandwich in his mouth, shoots her. She falls it, off. I thought that people was, think that Norman Reddis is a badass. This twelve-year-old kid, he's the juicy one. He's the juicy. And the movie ends so nihilistic. They show you know the main female lead as a demon just laying on the road, shot like a piece of garbage. I gotta admit, like that totally got gets me when I watch the movie. Like very downbeat ending. That's good. The Italians, they got balls on their horror movies, man. They don't always end it on a happy ending. No. What do you speaking of that? What do you think of the ending of the mist? Oh, I think it's great. I think it makes I the whole too. movie strong. Yeah, it does. I, I, I'm not saying I like the depressing endings, but some movies need it. Oh yeah, just just a quick story about me seeing that. I remember like I wasn't that excited, whatever, about that movie. I was working like third shift at the time. It was uh, holiday season or close to it, so I was working third shift overnight at a store. And so, like, it did that weird thing where, like, I would work, like, till, like, 11 o'clock at night till, like, 8 in the morning, and you get off and sleep a couple hours, you know. So, like, I would, like, what I started doing was I started, like, uh, going to a movie, like, in the middle of the day, either after a nap or whatever. And I remember, like, you know, after a couple of weeks of doing that, like, you, you know, you get, like, your emotions get off doing that. And I went to go see The Mist, not really knowing anything about it, and, like, just being tired, worn down, whatever. Seeing that downbeat ending, like that shit haunted. I'm not kidding you. For like two days, man, I was like in a depression from that ending. That, that, really? That's yeah. Like it, I mean, it was strong too. I was like, couldn't shake it, man. Yeah, I really, uh, I like Thomas Jane anyway. So oh, yeah, you know, that's one of the reasons I wanted to see it. But no, I really, really like that. It just the ending, just fit. It did. And you know, I don't know the. Uh, Frank, you know, that's one of the few times where they do a change into a book and it actually, you know, works. See, I've never been a Stephen King fan, so he's another one. I, I'm not really into all his movies. There's a few that I think are good, but that's it, just a few. I mean, I have read some, I haven't read like a big chunk of Stephen King. I've read a, he, read a handful of his books and short, short story collections. Most of them books that my uncle gave me when I was like in high school. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I like his movies, though. Because, I mean, even though they're all bastardized versions of his stories, like, I don't know. I guess I'm just nostalgic, too. Because, like, like, you know, I remember when I was a kid, like, all the Stephen King shit coming out, you know. I like Christine a lot. Firestarter. Those are the two of the top ones for me. I like Christine. I like Firestarter. Actually, my favorite, actually, is Salem's a lot. I haven't seen that in years. There you go. 
DVD encoding and authorizing. <laughs> By Chris Nash. And now, and now you get the menu. You don't get it when you turn the movie on. You get it at the end. Yeah, I like how they're like menu design, which you didn't even know the menu existed. It's pretty cool design, actually. It's really good. Cool. You know, I remember this on these cheap-ass discs. Like, they would do all these cool menus. And, like, you remember, Cousin, uh, when you, like, select a special feature, like a demon jumps out of you on the screen on the menu. It's like, rah! I remember when that was big, and I remember House of a Thousand Corpses was the menus that went on forever. Yeah. Jeepers Creepers. I hate that fucking movie, but I remember that it had the menu with the creeper on it. Jeepers Creepers. I don't like it. I never finished watching it, to be honest. I don't like Justin Long worth a fuck. I'll, I'll be honest with you, cousin. I saw them both in the theaters, the Jeepers Creepers. I thought they both stunk. <laughs> I thought that first one was awful. <laughs> the second uh, But then again, where are you at with Tusk? I like Tusk. <sighs> Bad ending, though. What do you mean? What part of it? That the fact that they took a human being and put him in a walrus reservation. But he couldn't live as a man anymore. He'd be too disfigured. No, plastic surgery. Oh, come on, cuz. You, you, like, you, like, if you look at plastic surgeries from people who like got in an accident or something, especially with like what happened to him, he got so disfigured from that mad doctor. But you're going to let him live in an animal place, an animal sanctuary? He's a human being. That's what the people wanted to do. He couldn't talk anymore. They did it to him. It they, doesn't make no sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make no sense. Okay, what what should the Indian? He could, okay, they, wait, I see. Put him in like a hospital or something, or a, a at home care or something. Not in a fucking place for animals. He's not an animal. But he well, no. That was the point. Was he became an animal because the way the guy trained him and all that shit. And but you could untrain him. No, nah, you just wanted him be programmers in there. But. Yeah, by the way, if that if if, if the, whatever happened to the guy in Tusk happened to me, two words kill me. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but the movie was just fucking dumb. I thought I don't like his movie. His after after Clerks two, he went down the shitter. Mm. See, I disagree because I thought Red State was really good. See, I didn't like that. It's too. T- he don't know how to do nothing but film people talk. Because that's all he has the budget for. Man, that's all he's got the talent for. If I see, I'd love to see him direct an action movie where nothing happens. No, Red State, there was some good action. They shot a bunch of people at the end. That's tough. That yoga hoser looks dumb as shit. It does look very wacky, but I'm going to see it because I'm I'm a big Johnny Depp fan. I'm not going to turn my back on the man just because. I won't know. I like Johnny Depp. But you know. I'm sorry, but I don't need to look at Kevin Smith's scaggly ass daughter. Oh, she's isn't she like sixteen years old? That's a little harsh. She looks like a bucket of ass. I don't know. She ain't no Dana Brooke. <laughs> I would hope not. Ain't Dana Brooke like twenty nine years old? This girl's sixteen. Yeah, this should, girl should be a like, difference there. This girl looks like a demon. She ended up looking like her ugly ass mama. That's harsh. Okay, uh, you think you think his wife's hot? It's, it's not. It, it has neither here nor there. I promise. I promise, cousin. He won't come beat you up. I'll protect you. <laughs> Do protect you think me? his wife's hot? No, I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith. I'm not going to disparage his wife. She's fine. She's okay. There's nothing wrong with her. Oh, cousin. 
so you say all this stuff now, but two two days later, I was a little harsh. Could you cut that part out of the show? <laughs> I ain't cut that out. I'll tell you that, brother. Brother. All right, so let's wrap this up. I felt bad though for insulting Bailey because guess who my kid's favorite woman wrestler is now? Bailey. Yes, that's the only reason I felt bad. Bailey's still a chud. The dumbass oh. ponytail to the side. I don't agree with. I, for the record, I don't agree with none of this, and I'm going to be the one who's going to get fired when we don't get five thousand downloads in the month of October. Would you let Bailey hug you? Absolutely. I don't want them cooties. I'll tell you though, that was about the only good match last night. Was the women's match? You know, that's kind of been a trend with them. The women try real hard to put on a good show. Everybody else just like too demoralized from Vince's stupid booking. I like Rollins, but he almost tries too hard. If yeah. that makes any kind of sense, like oh, he I... hits like, every move within two minutes. Yeah, like that's why his leg popped apart. He couldn't sit still. <laughs> All right, fans, we're going to wrap it up there. The horathon's going to continue. Next up, we got a great, I'd say it's probably the best hospital thriller of all time, don't you think, cousin? Oh, hands down. Yeah. So join us in a couple days where we'll be watching, I was going to say Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, but it's not Rob Zombie. Who is it? Rick Rosenthal's Halloween 2. (laughs) And remember, fans, this horathon is not the best one. It's not the greatest one. It's the juiciest one. All right, till next time. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com.